2: And Costa works. He is here. You can see him. You can hear him.
1: And he's not glitching or anything. It's a miracle.
0: Oh, shut up. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, you can see all three of our, well, two beautiful faces. And then I'll throw my mind up there. I'll throw mine up there as uh, well. BandSlam fam, I uh, hope you guys are having a great Saturday. We uh, We had a very, very busy week, the three of us, doing our separate stuff. And so... We all were like, hey, we got to do this. So uh, welcome to another episode of the Bam Slam podcast. Well, uh, Brought to you by our title sponsor, Ian and his whole family down there at McGregor Bar and Grill. Smack dab in the middle of Mission Valley, steps away from Snapdragon Stadium, where I will be tomorrow uh, sitting in the owner's box. Thank you very much for the Legion game against... Oh, shit. Who are they playing? It's a, it's
2: a big one. Anyhow. I'm Some gonna be, other rugby team.
0: Yeah. I'm going to be hanging out with uh, uh, Darren, uh, who is the owner of the uh, San Diego Legion, one of the neatest guys I've ever met. Met him recently. He invited me to come for Did a Did you game. Just say the word neat? Neat. Neat. Neat <laughs> bitching and boss. How are you going to Allison?
1: You look beautiful. How are you? Oh, God. No, I don't. It's Saturday morning. Oh, But here I am.
2: <laughs> you do look beautiful. How's that arm doing?
1: It's good. Got a chic all black cast now. So, look out. Very fancy.
2: No one signed it yet?
1: No, I don't want anyone to sign it. I like it. (laughs) I like it. Nice and clean.
2: I would like to sign it. All right. Ben, how are you, buddy? I'm doing peachy, man. Really good. It's going to be a really nice day. Kendall and I are going to go down to Old Town, get some lunch a little later on, maybe stop back at McGregor's and have a few brews before we head up to the pool. Not
1: bad you going to watch the Padres in Mexico city at three o'clock.
2: I'm actually really excited to see them in Mexico city. I am like I, I, this was kind of just something preseason that was like, Oh yeah, they're doing this right this year. Like Mm-hmm-hmm. and now that it's here, I'm like, this could be the thing that saves the season.
1: Have either of you ever been? It's amazing.
2: No, I haven't. I wish I could.
1: I've know, been one. once and I thought it was what an incredible city. I mean, it is massive. It's massive and it's crowded and there's a lot of traffic. And the altitude kills you but man what's I mean some amazing amazing restaurants and bars and
2: no have and, you gone to the lot like all the Chargers played there
1: No I went when my son my youngest son Zach was um, he played in like an international friendship all-star football game there hmm. so it was a it was a San Diego Stars and Stripes football team played against a Mexico City team and it was a blast. Super fun. I,
0: I went down a number of years ago with some friends who, uh, who his father lives smack dab in the middle of Mexico City. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as you said, Allison, massive. It's like 10 New York cities. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it it's just gigantic. And you're right, it's crowded, and there's traffic, and there's smog, and there's altitude, and mm-hmm. there's all that. But the the food and the restaurants. That's I have to say this about there. there's a lot of things that Mexicans do a thousand times better than everybody else. And lunch is one of them. Mm-hmm.
1: And Mex- don't go if, and don't go if you're in a hurry <laughs> because those meals take hours, <laughs> hours.
0: Like, all right, come on, sit down, order, eat. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, no. Because family obviously is, is, is the center of the Mexican family and the Mexican life. Um, you know, lunch and especially lunch on Sunday is that's it. And you're right, Allison. Three and a half, four hours for lunch is mm-hmm. it's unreal. And the sounds is- like heaven. Oh, Ben, it's it's the <laughs> we. uh I drove by Stadia de Azteca, I think it is, and that's where they play some of the football.
2: I don't know that's where where
1: Zach played. That's the stadium oh, he played. It, at. Really? Uh huh.
2: I don't know where they're playing the baseball game though. Oh, it's uh, the place looks badass. Hang on, let me pull it up does. the exact name.
1: The culture there too is amazing. I mean, the the history and the the cathedrals and just stunning, stunning no. architecture. And
0: it's yeah. a it should be a bucket list for anybody um, mm-hmm. anybody who lives you know with with basically with Mexico right next door to us. You you got to get down. That- check it out have you guys seen
1: how many i swear half of san diego is there
2: there's a ton yeah there's so I know.
1: many people went it's talking so cool. with
2: marty caswell who went down on thursday yeah. and she was telling me from the time she got to the tijuana airport did the cross border express into the airport and then from the time she got there she was drinking with padre fans until the time they got off the plane so that yeah. they ran out of beer on the plane and then got down in um mexico city and then immediately the entire plane just went to a bar
1: yeah it was it's packed i know so many people there and it's so funny to see all their all, everything they're posting and everybody's just having the best time and they're they're saying there aren't very many giants fans there at least that they they haven't run into many um so. Estadio
2: alfredo arp in ciudad de mexico yeah okay Does tell that do it for
1: you? tell
0: tell me you've seen the life-size bobbleheads
1: yeah, somebody, somebody posted Trent Grisham's and said he, he should file a lawsuit or something like that. I was dying. That was so funny. Man. But I've seen people taking pictures with Hassan Kim. They People ran into Fernando and, and people at a, at a restaurant. Like it's just cool. The players are kind of out and about. Yeah, it I looks mean there's... Like
2: they did a little uh, like little league thing yesterday. Yeah, bunch of them were out there, which is that's the most important thing. I right love
1: the, there. the outreach that they did with the children there. It was amazing and not surprising, the... not surprising the... that Eric Grubner made that happen. Um, but one... it's the Juan
0: Soto life <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: size. I haven't seen these. Am I missing out? Oh, they're
0: hilarious. Here?
2: Who has them on Twitter?
0: Get on Twitter. They are the worst things you've ever seen in your life.
2: Did you interact with them, Costa? So no, fun.
0: no. I wanted to, but i had, I had a, a crazy ass night last night with one of our dogs. I'll I'll talk to you. We'll talk about that after the break. But um, I I was checking Twitter this morning, and uh, I Allison, I was literally in tears because I saw that one about Trent Grisham and suing, <laughs> for, and then yeah. there's
1: defamation
0: the the Hassan Kim one you're like what and then there's one of the one of the Giants pitchers who (laughs) looks like literally taking a crap as he's throwing the ball
1: it's funny
0: they're so bad but that is the spirit of having you know the major leagues down there for a, a quick weekend series, man, but the, the whole city gets behind it. And they're, they're just-
1: so pumped. Everybody, the, the people that live there are so pumped to have this happening there. It's so cool. I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I love it. And I, I also heard that um, I was reading about security and like how the teams had to go through some pretty big meetings to, you know, they can't go out alone and all that, sure. which I think is smart. I mean, you have to be safe, but I just love seeing everybody there. It's very cool.
2: The over under for runs tonight, because the elevation is so high, is set yeah. at 13 and a half. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We should have gone and done the podcast from there.
2: <laughs> oh. What next they're, time. They're 2,000
0: feet higher than Colorado, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: I
2: mean, you're oh, talking that. damn near a mile in the air.
0: Yeah. I
1: was, Sorry, guys.
0: I my brother in law last night, and, and he said, he goes, You think there's a prop bet in Vegas for how many? Oh, yeah. And I said, oh God, you know, Jim, you can find a prop bet for anything in the world. Of course there are.
2: Yeah. Can you can find a prop bet for how long this podcast is gonna go today.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. oh. um, so can I can I just talk about one thing going back to the Cubs series? Please do. Mm-hmm. Cubs series series. Yeah, series. Um we all knew that Fernando was gonna get where he went, right? Uh-huh.
1: And I'm watching, there's a lot
0: of back and forth on Twitter about, you know, I didn't make some miraculous recovery from an injury. He came back from a steroid suspension. And I, me personally, I'm a firm believer in, you know, don't let them see you sweat and don't make any mention or don't let them see you uh, react. Yeah. Yeah. I had a problem with him dancing out in the outfield when they were going at him for the
2: steroid thing i kind of loved it
0: oh
1: i loved it i thought it was because it's is- not,
2: it's not right. letting them I'm see you sweat. no no i think there's a lot of people that feel exactly like you do costa i just i'll explain kind of the other side of it um you just said it you don't want to let them see you sweat you don't want to let them see you react it wasn't a negative reaction he like took something and made it his own which is kind of what he's been doing since he's got up like, I, I kind of love that about Fernando, that that was his way of tr- sort of just bounce off of him.
1: I mean, I think him standing out there with a steely face and, you know, mm, just w- would look so bad. And I think doing that is sort of who he is. That's his personality. OK, I'm going to make some fun Like, And you know, you know who loved it the most? The people who were taunting him. Oh, they, they loved it. it. They all started laughing. It sort of endeared him to them. And to me, if that's the way you're going to help fix your reputation which you know i don't think he did whatever we know how i feel about it but i just think that he i loved it i thought it was a great move on his part to sort of lighten the mood and then the fans loved it
2: yeah i talked to kevin ac my guy kevin who by the way is hilarious now this is all new i've never (laughs) seen this side of him before
1: (laughs) i didn't know it existed
2: no one did all of a sudden when he just comes on the radio with us in the morning he's a totally different human being it's great but Kevin, credit to him on that freezing first game in Chicago, where Don and Mud spent the entire game complaining about how cold they were. Yeah, Kevin right. went out and sat in the bleachers, out in right field, to see what the oh, fans were doing. Yeah, he went for the first four innings. He was out in the right field bleachers just to see how the fans were reacting to Fernando. That's and awesome. you know, he was telling, he was like, the clip that went viral on ESPN and everything that made played it a little out of proportion. Like it really wasn't that bad. Because he said, for the most part, the ladies in the audience were just talking about his ass the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then the men in the audience were just cracking up after he did the dance. And so they said it really wasn't that big of a deal. Now, will that be the same case in Los Angeles? No, no. He he might need to do the Costa approach in L.A.
1: And even when they were at the Diamondbacks, his first game back, he... I didn't feel like there was any reaction. I mean, they didn't have a lot of fans in the stands either, but I didn't think it was that at all. And I think the worst will be at the Dodgers, of course, because, you know, it's not a rivalry. <laughs> hey,
0: they've they already played at the Mets, right? Yeah, but not with Fernando. Not with Fernando. Okay. I think the East Coast teams will uh, – maybe it'll be a little uh, tougher for them. I don't know. I'm just a big Teddy Roosevelt guy. Speak softly and carry the big stick and it would be nice to, you know,
2: just, but, but that's-, yeah, that's not him, dude. That's not him at all.
1: Yeah. I like that. He kept true to his personality. Now if, if, um, I don't know, Jake Cronenworth was doing that, it might look a little funky cause that's not who Jake is, yeah. but because it is Fernando's personality, I, I sort of liked it.
2: And if it was Manny in right field, Manny would probably do the steely grim, you know? Yeah. Like, just not even pay attention to it. But it it is Fernando, and he's different. Mm -hmm. And that's why you love him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. as as wrong as your opinions are, (laughs) uh, maybe you'll come around. This uh, is the same dude that saw Alex Morgan celebrating in a USA jersey and then went on the radio and just completely shit on it for three hours. (laughs) Oh, God. Fuck them oh, just uh, for someone who has such a like fun life and Costa, i do embody you with fun like you like to enjoy I do.
1: yourself
2: you sure are a stickler when other people try to have fun <laughs> no
1: <laughs> it yeah. is true there is nobody that likes to have fun more than concept
0: but i love fun i love <laughs> having fun. i just hate jackholes.
2: um and, and for just, Nan- god forbid you try to have fun while you're playing a sport god forbid
1: yeah
2: i know it's not a uh um a jack hole i well they're kind of all playing like jack holes right now well he you say that
1: his bat woke up so i was happy to see him him doing better him... ali i
2: know i know how you feel about manny machado i know wolf
1: i know but he got a home run the other day and then a, and then a single after that which was good but i know like it's very frustrating to watch and i think in the case of juan soto i think it's all mental i think with manny maybe there's some physical stuff going on i, I don't yeah. know though because he's playing like an acrobat on defense so yeah,
2: but he he likes to hide his injuries which that's one yeah. thing i've never understood in sports like if you're dealing with something but i respect he, him for not talking about it but if you're dealing with something let us know
1: but, but he's if- not acting injured when he's playing defense no. he his defense is insane and for that the fact he's not hitting but what he's doing on defense is so impressive i mean it. i don't know if people realize how difficult some of those plays are the um
0: of, the thing about baseball is that
1: like okay you know in
0: football you absolutely do not want to say you have an injury because uh, obviously the other team is going to try to exploit it not try to yeah. hurt it, but try to exploit it. yeah for sure uh, in basketball yeah, if, if, if you've got, let's say, a bum right ankle, then players are probably going to drive to you to their left to make you have to put your weight on that right ankle and pivot. In baseball, I don't know if hiding it is, is that big of a deal unless he's got something like an oblique strain or a quad, something that obviously him trying to turn on a ball and, and hit it um, a pitcher could say, "Okay, I'm going to jam him inside because he's having it." Whatever the case may, you know, whatever it may be, but um, good for him because <laughs> Ben, I almost fell on my crutch. I know, I saw it, <laughs> I heard uh, it. Uh, but I mean, good on him for just going, "Yeah, it is what it is." You know, I just, I'm not going to blame, I'm not going to blame an injury if, in fact, he does have an injury. I, I love Manny Machado. Uh, it,
2: it, until the cows come home he's he's and that's the, why i think we're gonna have a lot more patience with manny than we will with a guy like juan soto thousand percent the soto thing just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me so i don't know if you guys have seen the numbers but 21 strikeouts in the last six games like yeah. that's the no not six 16 sorry but that's the most in at any point in his career uh he and manny both having the worst starts to their um seasons in their career by far it's not even close for either of them and it's just like with Juan Soto in a Padres jersey, my mind—and this could be totally off—but immediately goes to he's still thinking about that contract that he was uh-huh. offered that I Scott think, Boris probably told him to turn down because he could go get more money. I think he's you're thinking, right. "Well, shit, I could be four I have four hundred forty million dollars in the bank uh-huh. right now, but instead I'm here plummeting my own
1: stock." I think one of Wait. the. S- I, so, well, I sort of feel like, should the Padres say, here's $441 million, now get yeah. to work? But, but, or is he, I don't know, was he a one-season wonder? Like, I, I don't, know. I don't it just, know. It
2: really wasn't one season, his whole career with the Nats. I mean, he was on pace, like, know, baseball guys like Buster Olney were talking, he's the next Ted Williams. I know.
1: I know. And
2: now, like, you look at him and he doesn't, He looking a lot more like a Hosmer. Well,
0: yeah. oh, I was just so hoping somebody would bounce one off of his dome. No,
1: they, they were all hugging him. Fucking yeah.
2: Hosmer hit a home run against the Padres. Like <laughs> God, know.
1: right after Manny did. Come
2: on, is? I'm like, this dude has just been bad for everything San Diego his whole life. Well, yeah. he's
1: still bad at the Cubs.
2: Though, like, <laughs> yeah, but he hit good. a home run against the Padres. That's the thing. I we're know. about to see Will Myers back in San Diego. I'd be surprised if Will like didn't <gasps> get the cycle.
0: Oh my God, my beloved Will!
2: I, I, I still him. love Will.
0: You're gonna see think, him on Monday. Happening with Juan Soto, and I'm not a psychologist, obviously, but we'll play one here on the podcast. I think he's seeing the bag slip away as he continues to struggle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, I, I think that is compounding whatever the problem is. What, what, whatever? And listen, I freaking sucked at baseball. I peaked at 12 years of age. Could not hit a ball to save my life right now. But it, you can tell he's scuffling. You can tell he's trying to force uh, whatever is going on. And uh,
2: I don't know how you get out of it. You just keep swinging, I guess. To I use mean, it- I, I, unfortunately, I do know how he gets out of it. And it's not in a Padres uniform. Like, I think his next stop is probably going to be... a. He's going to have a great career wherever he goes next. I just don't know that the Padres can. Dodgers? Dude, I I don't know. Um, I would hope not. I don't think he's going to be traded, but I do think the Padres probably let him just play out whatever it is here in San Diego. And well, then...
1: unless, unless he gets hot, you know. Right, and that I... could
2: happen too. And like, maybe this is all mental and he figures out some way to break out of it. Just if I were place money down. We were talking about you can do betting lines on anything. I still think is probably gonna be a Hall of Famer. I just don't think it's gonna be with the Padres.
0: Are we what? past the point of saying it's still early in the season?
2: Um are we in are we an eighth of it gone? If or Yeah, what if we do the NFL analogy, what we're probably like at the starting the second half in game two. It's just the thing that the thing that scares me It always
0: scares me about this team is that They've had seasons in the past, and Allison, you would know. Ben, you too. You've been here long enough. Where it comes down to that one or two games where you you can, huh? Let's see. Okay, there was one early on that something happened or whatever, and it counted. I just I want to see them get on a. It's time for them to get on a a roll and start banking some some wins
1: two two things and this is just my you know, <laughs> I so want them to do well so maybe this is just you know positivity that isn't there but I do think they've had a very um you know they've played great teams so far, okay so are or, or teams that are doing well. they're not losing to you know the dregs of the of the league right now um and there's still only one game below 500 considering they're not hitting the ball. So I think those two things, you know, are positive indicators that maybe, you know, this will pick up. And also I think we'll, we will have, you know, although I was going to say we have the reds coming, but they're sort of red hot right now. The giants are doing better right now. So, I mean, we'll see this next week. I think will tell us more, but I don't know. I just, they need, they need to start hitting And how about guys like, I mean, thank goodness for guys like Matt Carpenter yeah. and, you know, and Hassan Kim. I mean, I know he's not hitting great, but he's had and some clutch hits at important times. Um, And Jake too. So.
2: And then Xander's been the star of the show so far. B-
1: oh, by far.
2: Uh, he, he may be
1: the... every single game. Yeah. Right? He
2: might be the best player in the national league right now, the way he's playing. Yeah. But I, I think you look at this Padres team and the issue isn't that they're one game below 500. Like, I think if you project out the rest of their season, like they're pretty easy lock for the playoffs right now, I would say the issue is, this team was never supposed to be under 500 ever. Right. Like the issue is this team should already be six, seven games above 500. Like they're built good enough to just walk through the regular season. Like the Dodgers have for years and years and years. And I mean, I hate to even bring this up, but you look at the standings right now, it's exactly what the Dodgers are doing again. And like, we all talked about, well, crap, the Dodgers didn't do anything this off season. Well, they're winning a bunch of regular season games once again. And that's, but
1: they're not, we have like the same record. I think, yeah,
2: they're not world beaters, but I mean, That's it's like they're just winning more consistently and making it look a little easier. And well, putting we need up the, the
1: backs to start losing,
2: <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: <laughs>
0: they the, will. The Dodgers, in a sense, are doing it with nothing, and the Padres are doing nothing with something, and that's, yeah. that's the frustrating part.
1: That's a good point. <clears throat> what do you think Bogarts is thinking? Like, oh, <laughs> I thought I was coming well, to that, a superstar.
2: This is what he's doing, he's what are you guys doing? Exactly. What the hell's going on here? I think we're
0: all doing this. My shoulders are only so broad. Yeah. I, everybody on this team.
2: And he's been a superstar at short too. I really, I love watching Xander play. I am so glad he was the one they ended up going to get. Because you watch Trey Turner play, he's just kind of boring, but he's really fast. Yeah.
1: Like Xander's I'm so glad
2: spot. they ended up with Xander.
1: Me too. And how about? Can we just please give some props to Jake at first? Yes. I mean, the guy is. He, he looks like a gold Glover at first base. I'm sorry. The way he stretches for the ball was something Cosmer never was doing, at least not in the last few years that he was here. And I just have been very impressed with the way Jake is playing at first base. I, I was a all nervous about it because it's not someplace we had seen him for any length of time. So that's been a, a fun surprise to see. You know,
2: I just love looking around the infield and being like, Oh shit, there's four gold glove shortstops in the infield yeah. right now. Yeah. And, uh, no,
0: you know what's you know what
2: I love about Jake uh, Cronenworth is that you look at him
0: and you go, my God, one of the kids from the Sandlot made it to the big time. Besides Benny the Jet, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He, Jake looks like he's 15.
1: Yeah, I feel By that way, way about. I've Austin. not been drinking a
2: beer. This is a sparkling water. I know it yeah. probably looks like a beer.
1: Yeah, I, I feel that way about Kim too. Like he's so fun to watch play. Um, and he's he's made some spectac- spectacular plays also. So that's been fun to watch.
2: What about Snell? He looks like he needs to poop all the time.
1: I adore him, but gosh, he's just, I mean, his personality is the greatest, but gosh, he's just not pitching very well. Too many pitches is the problem. It's just too many. He can't eat up enough innings.
2: You could literally copy paste everything I said about Blake Snell last year and just put it in right here.
1: And I love the move of Nick Martinez to the bullpen because he's such a stud there. I know he's probably not thrilled about it, but God, he's so he good. still gets like
2: four innings every time he comes in. No, because he's so good in that. <laughs> yeah. He's so
1: good in that role. It's, and I, I was saying the other night watching him, I was like, Oh, Nick, maybe you really are a bullpen guy. Maybe I you're just, not a starter. I feel bad. Cause I do
2: here. think he earned his spot in the starting rotation this year. Mm-hmm. I was at that game that he pitched against who was at the Braves. Um, and he shut him down. Like, yeah. and he was, his pacing, I think everything about him is a starting pitcher. Yeah, I Unfortunately, that. I think he's a better bullpen pitcher. I think you're yeah. right, Allie. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, we have to talk real quick about Ryan Weather's mom and dad. Oh, my God. Just, okay, dude. I, <laughs> I, I,
0: I, I cannot. <laughs> you know, I got in on the back end of this. Did they take the to, to tell people to shut up?
1: Yes, but no. the, the worst part was the mom's hashtags. Hashtag over it. Hashtag time to move on. <laughs> okay, Kelly. <laughs> like, give me a I break. Just,
2: you're doing your kid zero favors by doing this. I don't know whose be idea it was. And I'm sure as soon as Ryan saw it, he got on the phone and was like, Mom, what the fuck are you doing? I, I
1: hope he did. I'm telling you, if I had ever, there were times, trust me, especially when Ben was at Western Kentucky where I was wanting to be like WTF on on oh, Twitter. I but remember. If I, if I wanted to, I treasure above anything else in my life, my relationship with my children, if I had ever, it would have done serious damage. My son would have lost his mind. (laughs) It would have been like, delete it, but also don't ever talk to me again. I mean, it's so embarrassing. Not only that, but He's a professional baseball player. What are you doing?
2: Who had a really good start, and the Padres weren't wrong to send him down. It was like, okay, would you rather get him maybe once every seven days up here or, God forbid, put him in the bullpen where he's not getting consistent work at all or send him down to triples where he's going to be the best pitcher there He's going to pitch every five days. He's going to keep the thing going. And then, by the way, in a couple months, he's going to pop right back up.
1: I bet you he's up before a couple months. I don't think – he's not stuck down there. This was just a, a move, you know, that's going to help him. I don't know. The dad And deleted. the way Lugo
2: and Waka are pitching, they're going to need him sooner than later. Exactly. So,
1: and the yeah. dad deleted his tweet, but then some people were kind of coming at him. And he, he was trying to, like, backpedal. He's like, oh, I was just saying like this. Like, he was trying – you know, to kind of backpedal out of it, but um, it was a very, very bad look for a professional. Hey, yeah, it, I, it would be a bad look for a for a little leaguer's parents to do it, but they do it all the time. And you know, I um,
0: I'm gonna duck out of here for about a minute or so. I've got a sick patient in the house who is Ben. You can explain to Allison and the Bam Slam Fam what I've got to do,
2: but I will be right back. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he had kind of a scary moment yesterday. What happened? Oh, wait.
1: Hi, Hello. I'm here by myself. Sorry. <laughs> like, to remove I, I'm here by myself. <laughs>
2: uh, they had kind of a scary moment with their dogs. And one of them had an uh, emergency run to the vet last night. Um, hopefully everything's okay. But Ali, we could take this time and kind of talk about McGregor's real quick.
1: Yeah, let's Our do favorite it.
2: people in the world. Ian, the whole family down at McGregor's, which is just down the street from my house. Uh, right in the middle of Mission Valley. You can get there from Snapdragon. It's a walk, but awesome drinks, awesome food. Allie, what's your favorite food these days at McGregor's?
1: Well, you know, I don't eat a lot of fried stuff, but their fish and chips are, I can't resist. I they're just, that's my weakness. If I'm going, I'll just be like, okay, you know, you're doing this when you go to McGregor's. So just do it, girl. And they're, they, are, they are, truly are the best. You know what else I love about it there is when we were there for um, that San Diego State versus Alabama March Madness game. You remember how completely packed it was. I mean, you really, it was hard to walk around in there. It was so full. But the service was still fast, great, friendly. It's so impressive that the way that they're trained there to to make it easy on the customer and make people want to come back and have a great time.
2: And a lot of the people that work there have been there for a long, long time. Uh, McGregor's is a bit of a family themselves. They were a no-brainer when it came to who we wanted to be a part of this podcast with us. We're glad they are. Get on down to McGregor's in Mission Valley, uh, down by the Mission. Awesome spot. You won't regret it.
1: It's a it's a great match. i you think we? I don't know. We're <laughs> they're sort of the restaurant, and we're the podcast, but it's a it's a great friendship, and it we, we are similar in a lot of ways, even though it's completely different. Uh, lines of work. So, yeah,
2: I mean, I did about five years of promoting McGregor's before they were paying me to do so. <laughs> so it only makes sense that I'm doing it now, but oh, it yeah. is like my favorite spot in San Diego. We're there all the time. uh So, yeah, Costa, poor guy. I guess last night he got home and, you know, a little Apple, the little yeah. Cheweenie, who's uh-huh. my favorite, uh-huh. uh got into it with one of the bigger dogs and oh, one wow. of the bigger dogs won that fight. So she's doing okay now. But Costa, how's our girl? She's good. She's good. Um,
0: I just heard it was coming back in, Allison. I had uh, since Meg's in Spain, right? I, I, you know, invite my mom and dad, my sister and her husband, my brother and his wife over. We'll just have pizza and hang out. So I went and picked my parents up, came back in, walked in. My mom's looking at all the dogs and stuff, and she said, "Hey, Mike, what's wrong with Apple?" I went, "What?" And so I look over to where Apple normally lays on her bed. And she's sitting there, and she's shaking, and oh. she literally she looked like as I told Ben, she looked like she'd been through a rodeo.
1: Oh.
0: I pick her up, and she goes, ah! and I went, oh no, and she's just covered in blood, <gasps> and she's got this massive gash in her neck. So, I just said, okay, I've got to take you to the vet. So I said, Mom, the pizza's being delivered at six thirty. You know where all the drinks and the food are. Hang out, and I'll call you from the vet. So thank you to uh, everybody at VCA in Mission Valley. Walked right in. No wait, obviously. They said we'll get her in the triage, blah, 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 blah. Uh, she was there until about 545 this morning.
1: Oh.
0: Now she's got a bunch of stitches in her neck, and like half of her neck is shaved, and half of her head is shaved, and she looks like she'd be perfect for the next, uh, next oh. row. Herself. Poor little applesauce. Oh,
1: was, does Meg know? Uh,
0: no. Um, Because she just finished the Camino today and uh, she's been dealing with the, her knees, been giving her a lot of problems and so I figure I'll just hold down the
2: fort until she gets home.
1: Yeah, smart. Aww. But of course she's
2: watching the Bam Slam pod right now so she's freaking out. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, now she does.
0: The thing is it's on my watch. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thing I'm, really, like, I'm really glad it wasn't on uh, Ben Ratzlaff's watch the other day. <laughs>
0: oh, I had to go to Vegas this past Monday, and frickin' Allison's son, Ben, who's, we all know, and we're preaching to the choir when we talk about him, is one of the most solid, awesome people on earth. Uh, Great arms. I, I just need someone <laughs> to come over and, and, yeah, and hang out. And Ben came over and hung out with the uh, the dogs and chilled with them and, and and stuff like that. So thank you again, Ben Raslaff, you stud. Um, <laughs>
1: He's, he said one of them was afraid of him. And when he first got there, it was, I don't know which one it was. He said it was a middle-sized black dog. Oh, Lupita. Oh, okay. And it said she was just barking her head off at him and he was just and he was like i don't know whether i should go towards the dog or or so he just sat down and let the dog come to him and then he just gave him some scratches and then it was all fine <laughs>
0: He's you know, the one that came from valle guadalupe and oh, okay she was running in a pack so she's yeah a heart she's a little bit of an ice cube that you need to well, follow sure she was
1: like who the heck are you i've never seen you before
0: <laughs> to bite you because i'm a security dog
1: mm-hmm.
0: you talked about NFL the- draft. Yeah. yeah. uh, Okay. God, I hate saying this because I freaking love, love, love football. And I love the NFL. And it's funny, Allison, Is as, as I was watching the draft, I was thinking about Ben Rath's um, laugh.
1: Me
0: too. I, I could not have been more disinterested. Mm. I don't know. I got into it as, put it this way, leading up to Thursday night, I was like, "Oh shit, the draft." But as I sat down and watched and, you know, you see the guys and and I love the backstory. The dream come true, the, you know, the mom and the dad, mom and mm-hmm. dad, whatever. And that part I I absolutely Will Levis
2: love. and his five girlfriends. <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. I could, you know what's funny about Will Levis? My, one of my friends, one of my good friends uh, went to college with his girlfriend's mother. So, so she called me. She's like, why didn't he get drafted? What's going Mm -hmm, on? mm -hmm. I said, he'll get drafted today. I said the story yesterday. I said, I bet you it'll be Raiders, Rams or Titans. And then the Titans got him. So I was very Uh proud about my prediction. But he, I was like, which one was Gia? Because there was a hot blonde next to him for a while. And then, and he has arm around her. And then there was a brunette next to him. So I, and she said, that's Gia. Then I was like, oh, who was the first girl? And I guess it was his sister. I don't know. but
2: it was odd. Yeah, it was a little odd, but yeah. um, he gets drafted by the Titans. But, uh, Costa, I kind of agree with you. I don't know. Anytime the Niners don't have a pick in the first round, I kind of forget about the draft. <laughs> but there was some fun this year. I mean, you get the four, three quarterbacks taken early. And then um, the two running backs, I think, was the biggest shocker. And if you look at all the NFL grades and the CBS does the grade of the draft, both those teams got D's, even though I think Bijan Robinson absolutely has a chance to change the league this year. Yeah. Uh, but then you look around at the rest of it, and all the trades were what made my day. Like, the Houston Texans getting yeah. the second overall pick and then moving yeah. up immediately to get the third.
1: Yeah. Craziness. Well, and the Eagles, too. Got yeah. oh, two kids my- from Georgia back to back. which was
2: Eagles, crazy. who might have the best player in this entire draft in Jalen Carter, in spite of what's been going on off the field with him. I think he has an opportunity and you saw he took the longest to get to the stage because he was just pouring tears. Because five months ago, legitimately, he probably thought his dreams of playing in the NFL were done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He thought his
2: life was over. And now this happens
1: I mean what he went through was terrible with the with the racing and the accident and everything. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think that makes him a horrible human being. I think it, what happened was horrible and he should have known better and <clears throat> all of those things. Um, I don't know. I always believe in second chances for people like us, <laughs> Probably, well, especially you, when they're young, you know, it, it makes you a
2: stupid kid. Yeah. Yeah. Which Costa was a stupid yeah. kid once and I was and there a was stupid another kid car
1: once. involved. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was out and hit uh, somebody. Right. Uh, random there was another car, friends in the other car involved. I mean, this,
0: this wasn't Henry Ruggs, you know, this was exactly,
1: exactly. I would not believe in a second chance for that guy ever, but no, you're right. You're right. Um, you no,
0: know, you're, you're unfortunately an accessory to a tragic accident where someone's yeah. lost. And, and I that, think
1: he heartbroken. That girl was one of his best friends that was driving the other car.
0: I think uh, that's where a lot of the tears came from. <clears yeah. <clears <throat> Him. Ben, what you said. Oh my God, I did get drafted, but like shit, I this could have been so much more of a, let's say a, a lighter day for me and my family. This is gonna, yeah. Yeah. This, will, this will hang over him for the rest of his life, and he'll he'll it'll be somewhat of a a, a psychological demon he'll have to deal with. Right. But again, you're right. He we all deserve second chances, and if he'd been drunk yeah. or he, the influence, I'd be like lock him up and throw away the key but he was being a dumb dumb stupid
2: kid
1: yeah
2: and i'm sure there's a good amount of guilt that goes with it like oh now i'm a first round pick and i get all this money and let me know while this family doesn't have a daughter anymore yeah i'm sure there's a lot of that going on Mm -hmm. um hopefully he takes this as the opportunity to move forward with his life and make a positive impact in a lot of different places Mm -hmm. and i think that he will like Mm -hmm. i think that a lot of times if you go through something like that uh you can come out of it in one of two ways it can ruin you forever or you can take positive steps and it can make you a better person you could have a bigger influence elsewhere
1: and hopefully lives are changed for the positive by his story hopefully he does some good with that and and you know works with young people or whatever it is he's going to do to to really make an impact on on other other people um but how about your raiders got a great tight end Mm -hmm.
0: the kid the kid from the kid from Notre Dame is a—he's yeah. a, a—he's a Greg Olson type.
1: There's,
0: yeah. there's not a lot of he doesn't, you know, he doesn't possess that absolute breakaway lightning quick speed, but he's got great, great blocker. He'll be a. Um,
1: I heard a lot of Jason Witten comparisons.
0: He'll have—he'll be a great—he's uh, a great safety valve for Jimmy Garoppolo. This is assuming that you know he's gonna. <laughs> Crack the uh the starting lineup. I didn't have a problem with the uh the Raiders draft. I uh the kid they took out of Texas Tech, um, aside from his tuxedo coat and wearing
2: sunglasses the whole time, I thought yeah. was a little you know, whatever. I like oh had-
1: the sunglasses inside neither. It's, it's on-
2: Vegas. Oh, he's going to Vegas, but it was in Kansas City. Yeah. Oh. Uh did you guys see the best part of the whole draft was the Lucas Van Ness pick to the Packers? His family reaction? Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah. Was that when his his brother jumped on him or whatever? His dad
2: totally tapped his girlfriend on the ass. I know, twice. Oh Oh, god! Ready for it? (laughs) Hey, do you? there comes Map. Do
0: you guys remember when C.D. Lamb was drafted by the Cowboys, and he was sitting on the couch, and the girlfriend, uh he had two phones, and the girlfriend grabbed one of the phones to start checking it, and he's like, "Nope." (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: There was I I I. There was a moment when the defensive tackle or defensive end for Iowa was drafted, uh, and he's sitting on the couch and his girlfriend like he's on the phone and she's like leaning in to kiss him and stuff, and then he's talking more and then she's kind of leaning in more and kiss him and he kind of just gets up and walks off the screen and I was like CD like, land not
1: about you girl,
0: how many. <laughs> How many ex-girlfriends are we going to look back on in a year and see? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, you you guys have seen the Russell Wilson draft day picture, right? Oh, my God. That's the all-timer. This one?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Where she thinks she's set for life, and then two weeks later?
1: You know what else was cool? I love that the first and second uh, picks – are both South Southern California natives. Yeah. Like California high school football, right? It's not, Um, it's not all Texas people.
2: No, no. And I'm glad CJ Stroud ended up going too. that was such a weird last two weeks for him. I agree. And And we still have no idea if that S2 cognition test, like if the results were even real, they got leaked out by that one person. But I, I just, I feel bad for how the last two weeks went for him. And I'm glad he still ended up near the top.
1: I think he's got a much more of the quarterback body type than Bryce. Young. Way higher
2: ceiling than Bryce Young. I Bryce Young is just the most NFL ready. And by the way, I think Will Anderson probably has a higher or not Will Anderson. Who's the guy the Colts took? Will Anderson's the edge rusher. And Richards? No. Yeah, the Rip, kid from Florida. Yeah. I think he has the highest ceiling of the three of them. That dude, six four two thirty. Yeah. And he's 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 got he's another Cam
0: Newton body. Yeah. yeah.
1: Did you see the
0: interview with he and his brother? Yeah, it was a little. Oh,
1: I didn't see it. Allison,
0: they're talking with him. I'll send it to you. Comes in between them, and then they go to his little brother, who's like 13 or 14. And the girl, whoever the interview is, interviewer, asks him a question, and he's literally like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, i really happy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, you think he's got three testicles. That's how low it is. It's like, team. how funny. How funny.
1: And yeah, it was fun. I love the first round of the draft. I love watching no, it.
0: It's great. I, and yeah. I, I, as much as I freaking hate anything Kansas City, they did and, a good job. And my former boss, Brian Long,
2: mm-hmm. and I hope this, and his stupid son, Sammy, who's who was the at big, the draft. He was? Sammy went, yeah. And he got to go to the Motley Crue concert after. Actually, I'm happy for
0: Sammy because Sammy's an awesome kid. Uh, Kansas City did it right. They they really did it up right.
2: Except I could do without, like, the Hunt family coming out on stage, wearing that big-ass ring, having Mahomes and Kelsey and a couple other people there with the the trophy from last year. Like, this yeah. is about the NFL. It's not about your Super Bowl last year.
1: Right, so, yeah. but it was their city, and I think the fans that were there probably loved it. I, what do, you, what do you think some of those people, you know how the cameras, especially especially the first day, like, goes to the – the people are dancing and acting so crazy. I'm like, is this for real? Like, are these people hired? Like, what's like on?
2: producers go and talk to them all five yeah. minutes before and like, the camera's about to be on you. We need energy. We need pop. We need flair.
1: Uh huh. It's so funny to me. That again, flare? flair, flair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you liked it. <laughs> well, and then you have that area right in front of the stage. Yeah. Like that big moat, and then everybody else is kind of off in that in that park. So I'm sure Ben, as you said, either those fans want some sort of contest to be there, or yeah. the NFL Network. By the way, NFL Network, Rich Eisen and company. There, there is no greater, in my estimation, pregame show in the NFL. And
2: there's no greater draft coverage than what than what Rich and his crew do. How about our guy Daniel Jeremiah, who just knows everything uh, about every single player? Love him. He does such a good job. Like I want to know what his last four months was since the NFL season ended, because it had to just be literally watching film every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Awesome.
2: Combine and then yeah, he DJs. He just knows everything about every single player that has an opportunity to be drafted. And I'm like, that, I don't even know some of their names.
1: Can we get rid of Mel Kuiper?
2: Yeah, I'm done with him. Stupid <laughs> well, hair. I just
1: can't take him.
0: You think he's on Will Le- uh Levis or Levis a little bit?
1: Yeah. Will
2: Levis, what about him?
1: He had him going like second or fourth or something.
2: There was uh someone on CBS had Will Levis as the number one overall pick and he said, Mark my words, this will happen.
1: Oh, But see, there's no, there's no, there's no repercussion. You know, it's funny. I watched a film, a a clip on Will Levis that somebody was analyzing and they were talking about how stiff he is and that he throws it a lot into the ground and that he, he looks like he spends too much time in the weight room because it's made him really stiff. And, um, it was a very interesting analysis and this person was saying, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't see him getting drafted till much later. And and he
2: does like, have something in common with Costa though. This person was right. They both do the mayo and the coffee. That's <laughs> Costa's <laughs> favorite way to start the day.
1: He said yesterday he does not really do that and he's so over people. He said it was a one time like prank. And anyway, I felt bad for him because everyone loves to. Oh.
0: He, uh, you know, when, when some, when you're, when scouts, universe, universe, sorry, universal means everybody, but when there's a lot of scouts that say you've got, you don't have very good pocket presence, mm-hmm. that is a big one because, mm-hmm. and uh, he's not a guy who's got the speed to get away. He can't, mm-hmm. can uh, in a, in a pocket or in a backfield. Um, but we'll see, you know, it, he'll, he, they're not going to force him into the, uh, the lineup in Tennessee, he can kind of hang out and learn it. And, yeah you know, all the guys who get drafted, we, we wish them the best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really crazy about this. When's the last time you guys went back and looked at draft from a while ago?
1: Like, yeah, listen, none of those guys are playing right now. Yeah.
0: Or guys who were drafted and you're like, who?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just such a – and then guys who didn't get drafted. hmm and or guys that, you know, were the Mr. Irrelevant of last year's draft who end up leading. a <laughs>
0: Right. He's pretty good.
2: That's right. It's Brock Purdy, by the way.
0: That's right. It's just a roll of the dice for a football team.
2: Uh, Costa, Ali, and I did the read a little earlier, but I think McGregor's would be sad if you didn't give them some love. So why don't you let us know about our favorite bar and grill?
0: Absolutely. Um, with Meg out of town, there was one night I uh, almost post-mated fish and chips from... Uh, from, But we had some take-and-eat salads that I needed to eat before they, they got bad. But seriously, great food, a great atmosphere, not a bad seat in the house, all of the screens everywhere. And the best thing about McGregor's is the people that you walk in there and serve you. Uh, Ian and his family, there's a reason they've been around for as long as they have. Uh, right there in Mission Valley, um, you know, right street down the street. West of the uh, the mission and down the street east of Snapdragon Stadium. You cannot find a better place to go before the game, after the game, or to go watch the game. Uh, and McGregor's, you can use that for your tagline if you want. But thanks to them. Mm-hmm. As our uh, title sponsor of the Bam Slam podcast. And we will soon be announcing another date for a live broadcast uh, down there. I like which,
1: it. Which they is it. always they fun. They make a great, icy, cold Moscow mule. Mm, delicious. Yep. Yeah. And we also are going to have somebody new coming on. I soon. heard. So can you, stay tuned that, for that one. My, my friend uh, Amanda. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. Okay. Awesome. But we're excited. Everyone's going to love this, especially as we're heading into Mother's Day and Father's Day and, just, you know, summer.
2: Expanding the Bam Slam fam one yeah. little step at a time. Yeah. By the way, if you are interested in sponsoring us, please email us at bamslampodcast.com. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're everywhere, and follow each of us on Twitter. You can see all of our usernames right here at Fledge Sports, at Alley Rat, at the Lewis Costa. Uh, we appreciate you all. Bamslam fam, as always, we thank
0: you for your, for being along uh, for this ride, this edition of the Bamslam podcast. And always, last but not least, you brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces for what you do, what you've done for
2: us. Fam, Slam, Fam, we love you. That wasn't a moi. <laughs> wasn't a moi. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> oh.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.